Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello and thanks for coming, America. My name's Seth. What's yours? Hi, it's Jamal. Hi, it's COVID Tina. I mean, Stony. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, girl. <laughs> now coming to the stage, COVID Tina. She is reckless. <laughs> yeah, she's not wearing a mask. She's coughing all over the audience. <laughs> oh, look, she's licking the counter. <laughs> and the dollar bills. It's crazy. <laughs> hey everybody welcome to thanks for coming the most magically gay podcast there ever was we are of course back 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 again to bring you all the tea happening in this season of rupaul's drag race season 13 Ooh, a special episode behind the scenes it's a special episode but also a similar episode because yet another week has gone by with no one being eliminated Ooh, tea right there Exactly what I was looking for. Another week where season 13 queen stays. (laughs) Thank God. Like, don't you kind of just hope they like just stop eliminating people altogether? (laughs) That would be the gag of the season, wouldn't it? We really are going to be here like um, a season of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, we need to start choosing the queens wisely if we're just not going to be eliminating people. It truly is RuPaul's best friend race. (laughs) Truly. And her best friend is COVID, Tina. (laughs) So we're here this week to bring you a show that's a little bit like our old style of show. Um, We're really excited. But before we get into that, just wanted to deep check, full balls check in on our our lives, I guess. I don't know. How's everybody doing? (laughs) We're still doing all right over here. Not much. Not much has changed since you heard us yesterday. Um, all the snow's gone. It's been really nice. It's still like rainy. Um, it, well, it was rainy this morning, I should say. I'm waiting for it to dry up so I can do some yard chores. I hate doing yard chores when it's like soggy, so I refuse to go back there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I wanted to ask you, Stony, is there an update? Because last week on the podcast, we had a very exciting possum pop up. I was wondering <laughs> if we have any updates on that situation. Um, the only update is that we currently just have like items in front of the porch, so n- so that the dogs can't go under the porch, and the possum is like they can still get out, but like basically a barrier. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. night before um, the dogs got baths, Eddie decided it would be fun to crawl under the deck. So, oh my gosh, who knows what's under there? But Stony found an animal bone in the yard, so we need to keep the dog from under there. <laughs> yeah, that's like possum carcass shit right there, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, so Eddie gross. just grabbed it and was like chewing on it so hard. <laughs> Eddie's like, ha I killed a possum. <laughs> Uh, he's so gross so uh, we need to call somebody just some professionals with traps or something just to make sure nothing is creating a camp down there yeah i don't blame you girl that possum was scary as hell (laughs) uh so so not cute i don't care what the internet says they're ugly yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) girl you ugly u-g-l-y you ain't got no alibi you ugly yeah, yeah, use <laughs> ugly. 
<laughs> oh man well over here there's not too much to update everyone i've been watching lots of found footage horror movies um so i've been tweeting about that a little bit i'm i'm like balls deep in the big bit uh or the bad bin series so if you guys are looking for like a, a funny it's like it's like a mix between comedy and horror because they're definitely like at least two to three times throughout the movie i just like crack my shit up because it's so fucking funny <laughs> that's the best i love moments like that when you're watching movies yeah especially horror movies like it's nice to just be like this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so i've been watching that series i am told that i have to watch don't listen i think is the title of that it's another scary movie I've been recommended okay. that by one of our UK listeners, and I'm going to soon start watching this series, It's a Sin, because that was also recommended by another, a different UK viewer. <laughs> okay. Or listener. I mean, they're not really looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> In their Y'all minds, know. they are. <laughs> yeah. They're looking. <laughs> oh, stop it, you pervert. Stop looking so hard. Stop looking at my apartment. <laughs> Are those binoculars? Oh my gosh, girl. You have to check out my OnlyFans for that. Don't try getting the free preview. Could you imagine someone sitting in front of their fucking laptop with binoculars looking at OnlyFans? <laughs> I'm sure there's I just want to see all the swerves and curves, honey. <laughs> Somebody's doing it. I just know they are. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Looking at you, Robbie Turner. <laughs> ah! <laughs> all right, you all. Let's go ahead and get into this COVID Tina special. Uh, honest tea. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back back again to bring you full coverage of everything that happened in this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. Oh, my gosh. What did you think, girl, about this little Dateline special? You know, with COVID, we're having this discussion on the internet now where it's um, there's a level of escapism with people with, in what we're streaming and viewing. So a lot of people are leaning towards, I want to see content that's not related to COVID or I want to see, you know, content that's related to, um, you know, something something else like travel channels huge right now everyone can probably build a house like la la reed mentioned this episode because we're watching all the hgtv but i a piece of me did enjoy watching the behind the scenes just kind of seeing how the season started it's always interesting with some of these reality shows seeing where they were exactly when covid kind of took off and what was happening in their respective areas yeah, I mean, I did think it was interesting them talking about, like, how they expanded the workroom because, like, that was my thought. Like, that's in my head when we were watching. It was like, yeah, they had to have made it bigger. And then, yeah, they confirmed that during the special that, you know, they expanded it, made the untuck area a part of that. And then even Rue just, like, walking up to the queens, like, used to, she would go to each, like, station. But now all the queens come to her. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, like, interesting to see. I mean, some of it's kind of, like, traumatizing to watch, too, just because it's, like, uh, this has literally been the last, like, year and a half or whatever. Or, I guess not a year and a half, but... About a year. It's actually just about a year. I mean, we're we're almost in March. Yeah. Yeah. 
March so. 9th is my work anniversary, like the day they told us to go home and stay home. Yeah, that's the day I wish that I was allowed to go home from work, but I had to continue until <laughs> April 6th. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, Untucked was all in the same area. They basically had like one big filming area for the show itself. Uh, the cameramen, we learned, were not, the camera people were not allowed to um, move. They had like plexiglass they had to film behind. And there were also assigned PAs and assistants that could go to the Queens and the panel to communicate various details about filming that day. So it looks like they are being super strict about it, you know, containing those bubbles even on a set. Yeah, and I think they had on, um, I don't remember if they had on face masks walking to the studio, but they did have those like plexiglass masks that they would use. The face shields. It looks like the camera crew, they they were requiring masks and the shields is what it looked like. And then for the queens, of course, we saw them, they needed to use the face shields. You don't want to mess up that makeup, girl. No, that would be a traumatic RuPaul recording experience. Could you imagine every week your episode, you just have a mask outline on your makeup? It's like, oh, my, my fucking makeup got blur- blurred all over again. I'd be so pissed. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was crazy. And also, too, like before the show even started, like Candy Muse got COVID from performing. Um, yeah. Or so we think. And Olivia. Olivia, and I thought that was cute. Like, I guess Olivia's mom's a nurse. So then when, once Olivia got sick, the mom came and was like her little personal nurse. Yes. I mean, what could, what more could you ask for if one of your parents happened to be like a nurse and they were available to take care of you? So um, that's that's just so wild, though, too, because I know we think back earlier in the year, but before COVID really like spread, there was a moment where Stoney like was just like on the couch, could not move for like a few days kind of situation. And hearing the Queens like Olivia and Candy kind of go over their symptoms, there's always a piece of us that are like, did you have it in the very beginning? Like before at all? So um, yeah, it'd be nice to have like your parents helping take care of you in that situation. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, I don't know. That's just so scary, like, situation to be in. And, um, I and guess they're in the epicenter, New York, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is Olivia- Olivia's from New York, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Olivia, Rose, and Candy, and Tina. Yeah. And it's Tina. Like four queens. Good Lord. All the New York queens. Watch out, girl. <laughs> and Utica was just up the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also too, they talked about the uh, with George Floyd and how his death like kind of impacted um, them personally. Yeah, so I liked um, I really liked that piece because it's nice to see the queens using their platforms like they were discussing to, you know, keep that message strong and flowing. Not everyone's telling you that you have to flood your feeds with whatever cause you're supporting, but you know, they felt a responsibility as black and brown queens to really, like, keep this conversation projected deeply into the world, especially in the queer community, because we need the education, too. So, um, yes, that was a moving moment. Definitely. This is, I think, like, the closest we're going to get to uh, RuPaul making a statement (laughs) about (laughs) George Floyd and Black Lives Matter on television. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's nice having the queens on the show to keep that going. But yeah, we'll see 
we'll see what more messaging we get for all the things down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was also pretty interesting um that they did the confessionals over like iPads so that the story producer wasn't like in the same physical room as them. Oh, that was an interesting tidbit because from our perspective, we just see the queens talking to a camera. So we're not even thinking, oh, they're living the Zoom life as well. That's pretty crazy doing all your confessionals and like talking heads over Zoom, basically. (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty wild. I mean, I don't know. It's just like such a different. I mean, it's like it's just a different time right now, especially like even in regular like our work lives. Like if you go into work, like there's so many like protocols and things it's just it's just so much different yeah it's and it actually kind of makes you appreciate the season a little bit more because i guess rupaul's drag race was one of the first tv shows to start filming in covid times so i thought that was really interesting and I mean, it kind of makes, I mean, as even though we kind of like, you know, bitch and moan about the season or whatever, it kind of makes it like, it kind of puts it into perspective for me. And like, it makes me want to appreciate what we do have because we could just like not be watching Drag Race right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad the season, like they were able to film it. Like, I mean, obviously they could have just been like, we're not filming during the pandemic. And like, that would have totally been understandable as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but I did like even just understanding that they, that there was a shortage on like, uh, lace front wigs. Yeah. On wigs. Like think about just how much harder it was for them to get ready. So it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like giving them a break a little bit because it's like, they were like working under like a specific, you know, no other Queens had to go through this basically. Yeah, it's like tonight on primetime news, the wigs are sold out. If you were looking to buy a lace front wig, <laughs> they are now sold out due to the COVID-19 crisis. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's like anything <laughs> like how you couldn't buy anything else hardly, you know what I mean? Or there's long delays for everything. Yes. Um I thought it was also kind of sad. I mean, um one of the drag queens in new york mona foot died from covid you know from probably you know like similarly caught it while doing drag shows yeah and it's one of those things that's just in the beginning people didn't really understand the gravity of the situation and how fierce it was so when it hits your community that closely it's definitely a wake-up call and makes you look at it a little differently yeah i mean of you know for a lot of these queens this is like their primary source of income so i think after this especially like i feel like you would really have to reevaluate like what you're willing to do basically yeah it's tough because luckily like my job for example we were kind of in a space where we were online but then our like volume just increased tremendously in the early stages of covid so with drag um you go from needing to have an audience in front of you and then having to translate that to the online world which when you think about it it's already been there it's social media it's youtube but how do you do that full time especially maybe if you don't necessarily like being in front of the camera like that all the time so to have that adjustment shown and discussed from queens on the show that was um, eye-opening and ear-opening i was gonna say it makes you really like I just feel so bad for all the queens that have to like deal with this right now because it's just like, especially just like season 12 specifically, like 
and they showed the finale, but like season 12, that was such a good season. And there had been so much like fan support for those Queens. And like, we, we like didn't get to do any of it. Like, yeah, there's digital drag, but it's just not the same. So I don't know. I just feel bad that like these Queens have to like go through this like pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind of like what Jamal was and you guys were talking about earlier about with the redesigning of the workroom. Do you think that they made the tables bigger so they were like six feet long or something like that so that they would know like they were far enough away? Yes. I, I think they did. Yeah. When they if you pay it, if you look at the diagram that they showed on the show, it went from like um, a 60 foot by something space to a 100 foot by more something space. And, um, of course, that's because they had the workroom and untucked in there. But I did notice, like, the um, couches became a little bigger and the work tables definitely got wider and longer. Which, I mean, it kind of makes sense to me to have untucked in the workroom anyway. Like, it just makes more sense. Yeah. Like, they always did that in All-Stars, I think. But, like, why not just have it all in the same space? Mm -hmm. Especially since we're not even in, in the Interior Illusion Lounge anymore. So it's like... <laughs> What's the point of going somewhere separate? It can just be on the stage. Yes. Right. <laughs> and did you see um in they were kind of showing like some of the unseen footage and there was like that little clip of RuPaul doing her favorite Blair St. Clair impression? Oh yeah, I saw that. The burr cold. Yes. <laughs> I like that a lot. And another thing that kind of like distracted me a little bit, you know, I like I noticed the weird things is that the way they were like coloring the the um like the aesthetic of this documentary they made like all these people's lips look yellow it was really distracting like everyone looked like they had like this weird yellow <laughs> lipstick on i noticed that yeah i did not notice that <laughs> i noticed it i did i kept staring at their mouths it was really weird oh there my was some gosh. definitely discoloration going on yeah, girl. Very questionable things happening here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but overall, though, I really liked the uh, the documentary. It was, I don't know. I guess I didn't really need to see like the history of the COVID virus, but I guess that kind of just puts it into perspective, like as far as the timeline of everything going on. Mm -hmm. But I, the parts that I really did enjoy were like, well, I like to see the unseen footage, and I like to see um, like the way they were taking the precautions to film the series. Cause I remember before it like started, everyone was really critical of them filming during COVID. Yeah. I mean, I get that why people would say that, but it's like, I don't know. To me, it's like, if you can do it safely, then it's fine. Like we've, I don't know. Like there's like grocery stores, like how many people are working during this fucking thing that don't have the privilege of, setting in front of a computer it, i mean that's just a fact of like our time at least in the u.s right like that's just what it is in the u.s because we don't want to do anything to stop it so mm -hmm. <laughs> for real but yeah let us know your opinions about the uh covid special i am really glad that they did it i mean it would be nice to have an episode where someone gets eliminated but i mean uh <laughs> like maybe they could have aired i don't know whatever but this is what we got this week and i thought it was interesting to see the behind the scenes of like how they did take precautions so it was pretty interesting and um shorter and so i didn't have to watch <laughs> so much uh so much drag race this week which was kind of nice because i got to see the uk show and that was really fun 
Yes, and way to be an example, Drag Race. Good work. Yes, we'll go ahead and take a quick little break here. And now we have a message from our sponsor. Support for Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. Yes, Manscaped. Offer code TFCPOD, of course. Um, (laughs) A promo code that will actually work if you go to the website and use it. It's a first. (laughs) Yeah, this time we're being serious. (laughs) Well, I definitely appreciate Manscaped reaching out because I have, you know, tried various trimmers over the years, and I can get it down to how I like my bits and things to be for my personal taste, but I was always so scared to get too close. And the trimmer comes with a guard that's really easy to use, and that helped me tremendously. Very, very nice product, the Lawnmower 3.0. Yes, and it really is so cool because it comes with like this really cool stand that you can you know put on next to your vanity, and it doesn't take up much space at all. It keeps the trimmer charged. It uses USB. So if you know you need to travel or something, like you can use it with pretty much anything. And another bonus, it has waterproof technology. So if you're like me, I love to shave in the shower. So this is perfect. So now I can start trimming uh, my other areas with this. Ooh, <laughs> it's even got a little flashlight on it for those of you who like to take showers in the dark or with candlelight. So you can see exactly what you need to do down there. Yes, girl. This back- battery will last up to 90 minutes the lawnmower 3 has been upgraded to a 7000 rpm motor and i am one of those people that do like to use it in the dark i do my best work and most creative when i'm in the shower so i am of course super excited to use it in there i actually last time i used it i actually carved rupaul's <laughs> name into my pubes it's so accurate nice. <laughs> yes you're welcome rue congratulations on that one that's skills well in addition to the lawnmower listeners there are all kinds of products on manscaped.com we also receive some ball toner which is fabulous if you need a little pick me up throughout the day those of you who love to walk around naked this is perfect you know spray a few pumps let it air dry before you put back on those underwear and you're good to go the ball deodorant is fabulous as well so if you're listening to me speak right now i want you to experience it firsthand for yourself get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code tfcpod at manscaped.com this product is of course for all men so even if you have a vagina then you are still able to use this this is manscaped for yes, all men. for all men <laughs> Yes, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFCPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use offer code TFCPOD. Your balls and vaginas will thank you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our Thanks for Coming podcast. We have a really fun segment here, which is called Thanks for Coming. And we used to do this as a little news segment. We have a couple stories to talk to you about, and I will let Stoney start us off with the story of his choice. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't prepared, but... Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> Hi, welcome to podcasting. 
Um, but yeah, I think we should talk about the Equality Act um, passing the House for, um, yeah, I guess it passed this week or whatever. So now mm-hmm. it's going to go to the Senate where it very may well die. Who knows? I guess I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fingers crossed it doesn't. I, but what did you guys think of that? I mean, it's a nice, it's like, okay, the light is at the end of the tunnel, but like you just said, hopefully it passes in the Senate so it can actually stick. Um, We've unfortunately, you know, marginalized communities. We try not to get our hopes up too much because it makes the rejection a little easier, but I'm hoping there's a positive response and result, but we will just see is how I feel. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up. Like, I hope it does pass because this would be, like a really big thing like this is something like a future um president could not undo like if we have another um traitor president you know something like that like he couldn't undo (laughs) the uh equality act so that would be good but i did read a little bit about it and actually they've been trying to pass this act since like the mid 70s and it's like always gets passed like through the house but then once it gets to the senate it always dies there so that's why i'm like yeah. a little bit nervous for this upcoming vote on the equality act in the senate mm-hmm. yeah Same. and just to kind of like if people don't know about it which i mean most of us probably do but um and i'm quoting this from what i guess biden's statement from last week but it was the quality act provides long overdue federal civil rights protections on the basis of sexual orientation and gender gender identity locking in critical safeguards in our housing education public services and lending systems and codifying the courage and resilience of the lgbtq plus movement into enduring law this is basically taking all of those like current laws that from the civil rights act i believe um like that passed in the 60s and expanding it to um like our community well, and it's also bringing a lot of the equality pieces back that Trump removed uh, while he was president. So we're bringing a lot of that back. Yes, exactly. It's we would just, be a protected class, y'all. It would be nice to be included that way. It would be nice. I mean, it was just crazy to me reading about the history of this act. Like, I actually read that some of the original sponsors and writers of this act are actually like dead now. It's been going on for so long trying to get this passed that they're like dead mercy that's america for you so i don't know i guess we'll just bomb syria and just go from there (laughs) but um a great plan (laughs) yeah i hope you guys didn't need any money or anything or whatever like i hope you didn't need any rights (laughs) equal rights mercy girl circus continues big time let's get our fucking priorities straight anyways um, well, let's go ahead and move on to our second story, which is, of course, you know, big news in the gay world. Um, I guess maybe I'll let Jamal take this story. Oh, so, of course, if you're um, not living under a rock, um, you've heard news of two of Lady Gaga's um, poor French bulldogs being taken The dog walker was shot four times. They're expected to make a speedy recovery. And the attacker made off with two of the dogs. And for Gaga, she's such a huge ally. So I felt like we needed to talk about Mother Monster. We saw her live together. We did. So um, my heart aches for her. Your pets are like your kids. 
and they're part of the family. So it's just kind of devastating to see someone who goes out of their way so much to do so much for others, see something like this happen to them. Yeah. I mean, she's more than an ally. She is, you know, part of the community. She is bisexual. So, um, true, true. You know, and it was, I mean, I'm, I was reading a little bit actually, and I, I didn't realize that the dog walker had been shot four times. Like when I read it, it was just said that he was shot once in the chest. So I don't know. Like, I mean, this is of course a developing story and they're keeping a lot of the details private because it is an ongoing investigation. But I did read that Lady Gaga did get her dogs back. Yay. Good. Wait, really? Just like recently? Yeah. I think, um, a couple days ago it was like some woman brought the dogs in and into this the police station and they were like i think this might be lady gaga's dogs and then people from uh representatives from lady gaga's camp came in and did identify the dogs that they were hers so yeah so the one we don't they don't think that the woman is connected with the robbery so it's like all a little bit unclear because like i said they're trying to keep a lot of it private while they're still investigating this that's good yeah i'm i'm googling it now so yeah they were definitely recovered but nobody knows like how or what happened that's so wild though like and of course like the points i wanted to kind of like touch on here is like a lot of people are like you know we're so like concerned about these animals or you know this white woman's animals are gone (laughs) well i i kind of felt the same way when i was watching um that netflix movie um don't fuck with cats that documentary where um that sick fuck was doing all the heinous shit they were doing to the animals on um you know live internet feed but um there was not the same outrage in that documentary when there was actually like a Asian man, I believe that was murdered um, by that, by that crazy person or excuse me, that ill person, I will say. But um, again, I just want to highlight in comparison. It's like, yes, we should have been angry about, you know, the Asian man dying in that documentary. Cause it's like, okay, this Brown man has died and nobody's showing the same outrage, but we're like super turned up about the kittens. So um, for the Gaga situation, it just feels like, this is a family member this is happening to. So I just wanted to check in with Mother Monster and, you know, put the buzz out there. I don't know if everyone's heard about it. And when I saw that on Twitter, I just kind of like grabbed my gay pearls and <gasps> gasped. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's such a crazy story, but I'm glad that the dog walker will be, uh, well, is they're expected to recover. So I'm happy to hear that. Yes. Initially, I was just like, wow they really just like kill this person for some fucking dogs like that's crazy but i'm glad they're still alive and i hope they stay that way yeah and um this woman it's nice that she just like came in and dropped the dogs off because now lady gaga can probably keep that five hundred thousand dollar reward she's <laughs> gonna pay them well I, th- I think they are in talks of giving the woman the reward gaga's camp oh yeah yeah yeah. that would make sense that would that make would sense. be nice i mean gaga can afford it i'm sure so sure. yeah five hundred thousand dollars is substantial like she wanted those dogs yeah those are her babies yes um do you think we should talk about some trade today Ooh, trade it's been a while trade we haven't oh done God. trade in a while hmm should we let's do it Fine, I guess. Trade. Mm, trade. Oh, 
Hey everyone, welcome back to our trade section. This is the segment where we talk about the sexy men's or women's is, and um, you know, we we just give props to all the hotties out there. Yes, by definition, trade is a straight male, um, cis male that you know you wish that were gay that she just wanted him for this is for new listeners who may not know what trade is but in all good fun and inclusivity here on (laughs) tfc pod trade can be anyone we've had trade from all parts of the spectrum so um you've got almost 200 episodes to listen to go back into the archives and hear some of those yeah definitely the older episodes we were doing it all the time and then Rue decided to release like five million like seasons at once and we decided to uh I don't know give it a break for a while yeah yeah (laughs) it got to be a lot (laughs) well let's go ahead and dive into some trade Jamal do you want to tell us about your sexy trade oh sure it's since it's been so long I figured I would um splash back into trade into trade this lovely and delicious and tasty segment, um, the best way I knew how, and that is by serving cakes to you via Greg, the Niner 39 on Instagram. Ooh, girl, this is a big booty bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love all of the um, Black Lives Matter messaging, of course, but this trade just poses in various jock straps and undies and- Thongs. thongs yes tattoos and all of the right places so this is um exciting trade i I, bet they can twerk the house down i do spot a rosé sweatshirt in one of these yeah they're a rosé fan amazing (laughs) and a face mask in another one so we uh, we are picking responsible (laughs) trade now yes they're married and it looks like they are also a pilates instructor pilates i hardly know her (laughs) Yeah, um, I don't know her either, but these pictures are quite delicious. So if you're a fan of cakes on the gram, definitely check out the Niner 39. Yes, I was just like mesmerized. I was just like, oh my God, ass, 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 ass. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm back, everybody. (laughs) Woo, your finger is like double dribbling on the screen. There's definitely a lot going on with this Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. What about your, you, Stony? Tona, tell us about your trade. Yeah, so my trade of the week is somebody that I've been following for a while. They are a Twitch streamer. Everyone knows they love video games. And um, their name is I Am Brandon TV. Or actually, their Instagram handle is just I Am Brandon. Or no, wait. Their handle <laughs> is I Am Brandon TV. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, girl, I'm looking at it and it. <laughs> Sorry, it's I am Brandon TV, but anyway, he's just so funny. I think he's very cute and he always has this like fun like looks. He does like cosplay and stuff, which is funny. And if you like to watch like Twitch streaming, he just gives me the like LGBTQ like perspective of it and he always has fun just like screaming at his TV, which I also enjoy doing. So Yes, Tony screams at his TV often. <laughs> Yeah, I see a lot of cosplay ones, too. I think I see Catwoman. I thought that was pretty good picture. Yes, Catwoman. I think I've seen him do Storm before, but it's probably like way down 
the list, I'm sure. So fun. Ooh, here's a Euphoria one for all you Euphoria fans. Oh, I love Euphoria. I'm caught up. I need to get into that show. It's just I did listen to the soundtrack. Um, one of our listeners sent that my way one day, one time back in the in the past, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Solid music. Yes, girl. Make sure you all go check out I Am Brandon TV. <laughs> Good choice, Tony. Yes. And for me, this is definitely a very Upseth's Alley pick. We have, uh, well, the Instagram handle is STFU Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we, uh, we have uh, a person that I found through YouTube, Matthew Bailey, who is a, uh, what do they call it? Um, a weed tuber because he smokes a lot of weed. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Um, so I think Matthew is like so adorable. They, um, you know, just like the the cutest redhead you ever did see, like long flowy <laughs> hair down like past his shoulders. And I'm just like, y'all know I love long hair. Um, Luscious locks for sure. Yes. And I definitely don't smoke on this level i'm like i can't hang like that like girl you could never like no (laughs) no this guy is like a professional at smoking just throwing that out there this is a professional (laughs) yes girl very tattooed um all over tattoos everywhere um recently got a face tat so I'm really like, I don't know, like normally I'd be like, ew, but for him it works and mm. paints his fingernails like I do. And he likes Nirvana like I do. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he just, this is perfect. <laughs> he has like this really thick Southern accent too. Cause he's from Tennessee, like, like, like not in a big city, Tennessee, like the country, but Uh-oh. he actually yeah, so it's strong i bet <laughs> very strong and i think like normally that's not attracted to me but for some reason it works for him and he just recently moved to colorado so now he's closer to me <laughs> colorado yes nice. legal state for weed so <laughs> <laughs> hashtag priorities yes and he has an only fans that i have not subscribed to yet but i plan on it <laughs> so if you're interested hey yeah check it out why not <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm sure it's high quality like seriously like this man is beautiful i would date him so hard <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and check him out all right you guys well i hope you guys liked our trade segment if you guys want more of this let us know and we can try to incorporate it more when we can and make sure that you all go to manscaped.com use offer code tfc pod to get your 20 percent discount off the lawnmower 3 and any other manscaping products you'd like to use if you want underwear if you want t-shirts they have that too they're really comfortable yes 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 check it out listeners we would not be talking about it if we did not like it ourselves so um try out all the things we're talking about and check our socials for more yeah and like it also does really help us if you or if someone you know is going to buy them, use our offer code. So definitely, like, you don't have to buy it yourself. But if you can pass the offer code around, that'd be sweet. They make great gifts. Yes. yes. Doesn't matter if you have balls or a vagina. It's all fine. Anybody can use it. 
Offer code TFCPod at manscaped.com for 20% off. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. But until then, I'll be manscaping. Bye. 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 Bye.